Hey, everybody. Before we jump into this episode, we have a very exciting announcement. If you're listening to this, you've probably spent time trying to convince someone who's never seen the Golden Girls to watch the Golden Girls. Who hasn't? (laughs) Exactly. Well, we've put together a starter kit to help Golden Girl beginners hit the ground running. In just nine episodes, just over three hours, your loved one can gain a comprehensive knowledge of the greatest show to ever hit the airwaves. Yeah, at the risk of sounding like Stefan, this guide really does have everything. (laughs) We included the best episodes to watch if you like other popular TV shows, a reference guide, popular memes. Really, we have covered all the bases. Your friends will have no excuse. And you know, this feels especially important right now with all the misinformation flying around out there. Oh yeah, like the uh, variety piece that cited Mr. Terrific as one of the best episodes of all time. Yes, and also the president's Twitter page, but I guess that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Uh, You can find the definitive guide for beginners, How to Start Watching the Golden Girls, a starter kit, on EnoughWicker.com on Monday, September 14th, which also happens to be the 35th anniversary of the show. Yep, you know what we always say, better late than pregnant. (laughs) Well, enjoy the episode, folks, and keep an eye on our website and social media for more. Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we put on our boots and discuss the most amazing ladies of the 80s, the Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 24th episode in the series, Big Daddy. Oh man, this episode is big. This is an awesome episode. I think it's hilarious. Um... I love it. It's like, <laughs> I, I, I know I'm going to get caught on this a hundred times, but it honestly actually might be my first one, my favorite one of the first season. <laughs> we should keep track of how many I know, times I can't said... stop. I'm overcommittal. it's just such a pure love you know it's like put it in front of you it's your favorite exactly but no this one has amazing lines i actually think the a and b stories are both incredible and work really well and they almost like i don't even think they are intentionally like this but like sort of the like over the top southern parody and then we get this like over the top like italian stereotype of the evil eye and everything that goes with it is just they're they're great they're very rich both the storylines are rich and I think what works really well is you, um, we'll talk about this a lot, but you, and you referenced this in the last episode, but Sophia is continually like sort of like checking Big Daddy's like yes. ridiculousness. And so is Dorothy, <laughs> but Rose reacts in the total like opposite way, which is like <laughs> confounded enthusiasm, which yes. works so well. And I think she does that. That's a running theme for her character. But this is like the first time that we've really seen it. And it's like when she's like so excited to be in Gone with the Wind, it's just like perfect. It really works well and tangible with the other the other two being like what the fuck <laughs> absolutely it's so great <laughs> just skipping ahead to that exact rose one where uh you know blanche is like i can't believe it when when big daddy's gonna play and rose is like neither can i free tickets <laughs> it's just so much fun you know it's just, it's just so much fun oh god Well, this is perfect. So we start off with like already like a sweet line from Sophia where she's like, excuse me, Rose, have I given you any indication at all that I care? Which is like definitely memeable and like a fabulous uh, Sophia v. Rose type of comment, um, which is wonderful. Um, And then we launch straight into (laughs) the Blanche you know monologue and talking about twin oaks and like where that's the name of our house (laughs) (laughs) i can't believe i know anyone who calls her father big daddy which like let's sit with that for a moment yeah what (laughs) yeah um it's so like blanche's background is so 
you know like just wild and so like designing women like meets like dynasty meets like she wants to be gone with the wind right like that's who she like oh, wants them to think of her antebellum as. type yeah. of nonsense and like you and I are from Jersey right so like I think we're like predisposed to already think like a lot of this shit is ridiculous but like it is objectively ridiculous this is the 1980s yeah. and like <laughs> This is not the 1880s or even the 1840s, which is really what we're leaning towards. Here. And Dorothy kind of has that same attitude, which makes sense. It's like Absolutely. a New Yorker. Like, she's just like, what? Like, what What kind of like. Yeah. Did bizarre... you break into demo yeah, fields back exactly. home? Like, it's so like, God, it's well, so there's, bizarre. There's just but... the subtext of this, you know, it's so American to have this like North versus South. And I'm not disparaging the entire blanket South, but. Also, these types of parodies, and there are these white people in the South that do exist still. Still, that are yeah. Still, like, very, 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 like, this is the history. This is why we have the Confederate flag up for heritage. Like, <laughs> shit like that, you know? And it's like, growing, growing up where we grew up, it's also just like, I can't believe this is, like, this is, this is comedic. And this is so over the top that it's real. And, you know, they, they do this with the Blanche character because there is that absolute subtext always with it's, it's ridiculous, right? It's not played to be totally serious, but you need to have the Sophia's and the Dorothy's like in the screen being like, no, 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 this is ridiculous. Like just to make sure everyone knows. Um, And that's why I think the last episode I was talking about where, Blanche has this like they used to get the little butter that dripped off my chin and they they treat it totally normally and you're like this feels awkward because somebody needs to jump into the screen and talk about how stupid this is fiddle dd that is like fiddle dd (laughs) that's one of my all-time favorite like exchanges it just like yes. from the minute he arrives i'm laughing and like that whole like when he gets there and sophia's just like blinking and like you know and it's so good um oh, uh, yeah was that this like when he goes like, i'm sorry for st- pardon me for staring man it's like this whole thing it's like you need boots to listen to this guy An which is italian the absolute- woman <laughs> But like the absolute correct response that she has, like, <laughs> like this is so stupid. Give me a break. Oh yeah. God. Oh my god, it's so good. But but speaking of sort of the Rose, um, the Rose and Sophia dynamic, which is like, it's maybe one of the like they have their ventures together, right? Like it's like yeah. understated, but it's a, a long running one. Um, it's so funny and it's so overshadowed because of like all of the other funny things I think that are happening. But um, when Sophia. Rose is going to go outside and Sophia's like, why don't you pull some weeds? It reminds me of like the way that like I, as an older sibling would like trick my brother into doing chores that like I was supposed to do. Like, I love it. Oh yeah. And you're right. There are tons of like business ventures they go into and it's like their, their main team ups are absolutely like Sophia taking advantage for the majority (laughs) of it. Boy, I wish I had a car to sell. Uh... (laughs) Like the night hostess at Denny's. Exactly. (laughs) Oh my God. It's unreal. Ugh. But yeah, but Sophia is amazing in this one. She's such a powerhouse. And she is the one that, like, I think, I don't think Big Daddy and her ever in the room or, like, Blanche is saying something in the room where Sophia is just, like, constantly undercutting. Like, even before he arrives where she's like, I want to make him feel welcome. And she's like, get the Millers across the street to tar and feather their <laughs> yeah. lawn jockey. Like, woof. Yeah. What a line. But holy shit. Like, it's so funny because she is literally in this moment being like, are you fucking kidding? Like the war's over. You lost. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's great and it's nice because like so she's doing that. Her and um Sophie's like leading the charge on that, but uh she's also with the B story, which and this is an episode where I think both the A and B stories are one hundreds. Like they're both oh, yeah. so good and they work so well together, but um, in addition to like criticizing Blanche's identity, which I think we can all agree is fair and welcome, um, <laughs> yes. oh. Sophia is really leaning into her own sort of like ethnic background, right? With like yes. the Sicilian curse. Totally. Oh my gosh. And it's like, it's funny because who knows it's like if, if it was set off this way. I'm just like curious about the writers too, because he goes like, you Italians, right? <laughs> And like that, like kicks it off, and it's just like, all right, well, I'm gonna one up you and just like play completely into like the stereotype of Italians being blind. <laughs> and also, let's talk about the look of her eagle eye. It's like it's love it. It's yeah. really great. It's really great. But but yeah, but it's like, and then you know, of course, he like buys it hook, line, and sinker. Uh, which of course, like at, fir- at first, he you know he just thinks that they fucked up his tires, you know, <laughs> like a regular neighborly fight, but um. But he obviously believes the whole thing. Um, and I just, I, I really love, I, I mean, he's the perfect, Mr. Barton's the best, like, quirky next door neighbor. And his wife, like Gladys, I mean, she she reminds me of, kind of, like, not as weird, but kind of of Gladys Kravitz, like the neighbor mm-hmm. from The Witch. Just because she's got this wacky thing, like, where she's just, <laughs> you know, like, in The Witch, like, Abna! Like, she just has this whole, <laughs> oh my goodness, our tree fell into you! <laughs> wow, that is really good. Thank you, thank you. I just really, I really love that whole exchange. Like it plays really perfectly, where it's like the the wife has to chase after her shitty husband, and like completely is just like, why are we being dickholes to them? But of course, like you know, spoiler alert, at the end, like she has to clean up his mess. <laughs> She's like, that's why I did all those things to him, which is so really great. great. And the audience like is like, oh man, like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's actually a really good reveal. <laughs> It is. It's great. Coincidence, awesome. my eye. My eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Also, I love like the the dispute is very like you know Dorothy's very civic minded. Like she goes to like get a map of their property and like you know just like yeah. you can clearly see like all this kind of stuff. And it's actually funny because I feel like that's absolutely something you would do. Like, do, oh, like yeah. all the po- proper channels of local government. And then, like, and then, and then you're just like, then he fucking rips it up, and you're like, wait, what am I supposed to yeah, do? Yeah, I, would, this I now? would have no idea. Yeah, play it safe, sink with the curse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. That whole story is like so funny, and their interactions because like Dorothy like allows it, but it's also like you're you're really like stirring the pot here, which like you know I feel like is very true to life. Like somebody's trying exactly. to just like get to the the thing, but somebody's like so irritated. It's very true of a, a neighborly conflict i think oh absolutely absolutely um, um also you looking for me mouth? love that oh my god we have to start we have to go in because like we so, really have to use that yeah so first of all like when sophie does it it's really funny but then when dorothy like calls it back i know, and, like, I know. And, it's, and then that like <laughs> from the moment that he walks in it is like one funny line after another like when when he's like oh, i want you to promise that you won't fret none and yeah. she's like i don't really know what fret none is like one yeah. two three it's so it's so perfect yeah right where you're talking about our like extra beat after the joke it's it's just unbelievable um okay so let's let's go back into big Daddy's story here so, so blanche is against at first right she's against her dad singing like like <laughs> 
that's kind of it's like really a thin line where she's just like this is it like him but you're just like so you haven't even heard him sing yet and like you don't really talk to him all the time and your memories are like when everybody from the county would come like all these like childhood (laughs) memories like he very well could have been teaching himself to play guitar very well and singing like it's possible and especially if he was such a revered character in your town where he could sort of do no wrong and like you know he truly was a father to everyone in town (laughs) like i feel like you would still have you know, it's interesting, like, the caretaking thing. I just I just think it's funny, like, rewatching this. You're just like, at first, right? This is before you hear about... Oh, yeah, about I agree. ...the big news. You're just like, Blanche, give the guy a chance. <laughs> Jesus, like, aren't you supposed to have respect for your father in this very awkward, patriarchal, antebellum society that you all are coming from? <laughs> yeah, I had that down, too. I was like, so he's retired. He wants to take up a new hobby and, like, try it out. Who cares? Like, it, yeah, it is really... Exactly. It is so... Her- is like wildly misplaced until we find out obviously that he sold their entire estate and like and then <laughs> his reaction without talking nobody to <laughs> she has sisters and a brother we haven't heard about yet but still yeah and also like i love um when she's like i forbid you to do this and he's like you forbid big daddy <laughs> so like oh my god seriously don't you sass me <laughs> missy and you're just like get the hell yeah, and then- out of here and again <laughs> This is like my New Jersey, like hard northern Yankee coming out. And I'm just like, this is not my particular family arrangement with this whole like respect and revering for my parents. Like, yes, respect for my parents, but not in this like, don't you sass. I don't know. It's just like it's a very odd structure. And it's again, like they're playing it for comedy. But then when they get into these arguments, it is actually turns more real of like that. This is their dynamic. It is. It's really bizarre. Yeah. I mean, maybe you don't have the same respect because you never saw your father carrying a giant tuna down the street. (laughs) 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 That's what I think of every time. Well, oh my God. (laughs) Holy shit. So good. But yeah, it's, yeah, but then obviously the, the reveal of like the selling the entire state and then like at the end, you know, he's like, oh, it's because your mother and, you know, <laughs> we were going to chase yeah. rainbows together <laughs> and like all this, like this whole speech where you need boots to listen yeah. to it again. And you're supposed to like kind of forget that he just like, couldn't you give a little telegram heads up, Blanche, Charmaine, Virginia, Clayton, like I- I'm going to sell thinking about selling it. Like there, there it is. Yeah. Thinking about selling it and chasing <laughs> rainbows. So then, you know, they go and <laughs> free tickets and they go <laughs> to support him and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, he's Dorothy's like, Oh wow. A real cowboy. I mean, <laughs> Rose, like real cowboy bars. And is it is it Dorothy? She's like, you can tell me because they wear cowboy hats and drink wine spritzers and yeah. drive Volvos. <laughs> so I think, is this like the only cowboy bar in Miami? I love that, you know, Blanche is like, oh, I, have I been here before? I don't even know. What I also appreciate <laughs> about it is that it's like it, this only honky tonk. Is it really this reservation based kind of system? Like it's it I guess I guess yes, in a honky tonk, like you get a table for like the show, you know, the early show, the late show, but it just seems like the kind of bar where you're like carving your name into a table in the back. <laughs> Not that you have to ask the guy for the reservations. Oh, big daddy Hollingsworth, you know. Yeah, there's no matron there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That guy does that guy does a bang up job trying to be the matron, but you know. Also, one of the absolute best lines in this entire episode. 
Lord, um, is is Rusty. We have to talk about Rusty the cowboy. Oh my god, um, Rusty. <laughs> the harasser <laughs> rusty the harasser exactly like how many women have everybody every woman who has been in a bar has like dealt with a guy like this like it's hysterical <laughs> because it just comes right over launches right into it does not care and the best is that he is still talking when dorothy just <laughs> brilliantly goes give us a break would you mac and it's Oh my god! I sometimes like rewind the ep like to see like <laughs> to see that part again. It's incredible. It's um, so good, and also it's it's similar to how they respond to Big Daddy when he's like, yes! you know, this guy's like a saddlebag and around your kid, and it's so <laughs> over the top, and it's the only way to respond. It's like the only appropriate way to respond. It's it's Ex- amazing. Exactly, it's perfect. I say I say like that line and mouth is uh is probably. <laughs> The, the absolute best two lines in this entire thing and the best part about the you know serial harasser rusty is that after that deflection from dorothy which is very intense he literally just sidles up to the next woman he sees like that's it and it's but like that's totally that's the guy. true that's totally yes. real that's exactly like what you were saying like we've all been hit on that guy and it's like all right so it never was about me <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> I am a piece of meat. Move on down the line. Oh my gosh. Um, the the other thing I wanted to say is like you know Big Daddy's speech at the end. Um, yes, as as you know, insane and chasing rainbows as it gets. Um, I really I really like it for for two reasons actually. One is that I it's relatable his story about how you know he wanted to is <laughs> hopping a tramp steamer and uh <laughs> traveling the world but you know like having that sort of sense of adventure but then when you find a partner and you find you know you, it kind of changes your outlook it's not that you you know you still want to go on adventures you want to go adventures with them of course but you you get the nesting instinct like it just comes and i think that i never understood when i was younger people being like <laughs> oh, we're just gonna stay right here and have a house and do a thing and like not i was like I, there's like the world to see people like what what are you doing and then of course you know i i meet my future husband and i was like oh yeah i get it now damn <laughs> i do want a house and just to hang out with you here i mean i still want to like go to antarctica and stuff but you know <laughs> but anyway i thought that was pretty cool but also um more importantly my second point which i really like because i think it really plays in to the character and this entire like reason that Blanche is embarrassed for him is that he freely admits that he is bad at music (laughs) but that he's just doing it anyway and he doesn't care and I think that that that's so freeing for anybody but especially because he's older Yeah, totally and he's also giving like he's taking the opportunity to make a hobby into a career if right. you accept that a career doesn't always have to earn money, right? Like it's yeah. it's nice to see him doing this and yeah. And I well, he has I, money. He sold the place, right? I guess that's true. That's why he's financing his music career. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you know, your points both I think are very relatable. You know, everybody has that moment where they or you know has a moment where they kind of have questioned the things that they previously thought and I think a lot of that comes when you meet a partner and it's like oh yeah it would be nice to settle down and and it's understandable that he would put off his dreams um yeah. for a little bit and um also I wanted to say when you did his accent it, it had a little tinge of May West which I really liked <laughs> good I'm glad <laughs> you know me from New Jersey it's uh, yeah. not exactly the best of these but <laughs> the mocking is there yes so um but yeah 
Well, what do you say? I think you we can else? wrap it up, cowboy partner. I don't know. I'm trying to be like, I just can't. It's not in me. I know. The jerseyness is just too <laughs> strong, right? Oh, my gosh. Well, 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 anyway, partner, join us next time when we discuss familial origins and arguing over pepperoni and oysters. <laughs> Bye-bye.